happiness comes from the inside out. When we're living congruently with our values, there's happiness because there is that sense of wholeness. Is wholeness is when the way of your being matches the truth of your being. Today, we're going to get started on the Enneagram Type 5, The Investigator. We're more than halfway through the nine types. So I hope you've enjoyed this series and learned a little bit about yourself or maybe a loved one and found ways to put the Enneagram to use in your own life. The Investigator Type 5, if that's you, then listen up because there will be a lot in this episode. Now, all of us, again, will identify with a lot of these traits. But like I said before, when it's your type, you make an art form of it. All the things kind of click together. Things start to make sense. Sometimes it even hurts just a little bit because you're so seen. Some things, part of ourselves that are maybe difficult, we hide. We don't want people to know. But we can learn from those things. And that's the beauty of the Enneagram. It gives us tools to change. So I'm taking most of what I am talking about from a couple different sources. One is the Enneagram Empowerment by Laura Miltenberger. There's a link in the description to get that book. And then Richard Rohr's The Enneagram. You can learn your type for free by going to michellewingle.com slash Enneagram. That's M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-I-N-G-L-E dot com slash Enneagram. And really quick, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody about our July 13th book club, where we're going to discuss the book Bittersweet, but more than just the book, just the idea of bittersweet. And maybe that's a way that we can kind of begin to turn our society around, maybe turn our own lives around is by understanding this concept. It sounds really strange to talk about bittersweet because we really want to just talk about sweet, but things have been bitter a little bit. And I think when we go into that and kind of understand how humans are made and what their experience is supposed to be like and understand the depth of life when we have a bittersweet viewpoint on some things, I think it can change us. I think it can shift us. And I just want to have a conversation about it. If you don't want to read the book, but you just want to come and learn, be part of the online audience. And there should be a link in the description where you can um, sign up and then we'll get you on that Zoom call. And you can be, again, as quiet or as, or raise your hand and give us your input as you would like. So let's get started, though, with the Type 5, the investigator. Now, Laura Miltenberger calls the Type 5 the philosopher, actually, in her book, but I've always called it the investigator. And in all work that I've done, I have called it the investigator. When you come to my website and learn your Enneagram type, you can let me know. And then I send you a, like a booklet that tells you a lot more information, things that I'm not talking about in the podcast. I'm not referring to that at all when I'm doing these podcasts. So it's just some new information. All of that is free when you let me know where to send it and give me your type. So type fives can be thought of as cerebral objective, self-sufficient, rational, private, competent, 
disciplined, reserved, independent, and thoughtful. Some famous type 5 Enneagrams are people like Albert Einstein, Bill Gates, Jane Goodall, Agatha Christie, Stephen King, Jane Austen, Diane Sawyer, and Mark Zuckerberg. You can see how the presence of these types, very intellectual and smart, very uh, simple, they don't they don't talk too too much. They're not necessarily outgoing and loud and center of the party, but they have a sense of dignity to them. The type five sees the world in terms of information. As keen observers of life, fives have the ability to collect, sort, and store lots of information and ideas. Fives are rational, disciplined, and consistent. Type fives live in their heads. They approach life thoughtfully and analytically and are unlikely to be swayed by emotion. They enjoy alone time more than many of the other Enneagram types, and their social energy is limited. Being in a crowd um, doesn't feed them at all. It's a kind of a little bit of a chore. They would rather maybe observe rather than participate. So my husband's a type five. Every year at Christmas, they have a basketball game. And we just, my, my mom and dad just so happened to have a bunch of grand boys versus grand girls. And so it just kind of evolved into this yearly experience. And my husband would just rather watch. And I know it makes no sense to some of the others. It's like, get out there and play. Has nothing to do with the sport necessarily. He's just more of an observer and that's okay. Fives may be driven by the fear of not having enough or maybe not having enough knowledge to be competent, not having enough energy for relationships not having enough dexterity to get through life successfully on their own. So this means that one of their key obstacles is stinginess. In fear of not having enough, they might hold on tightly to what they do have, whether that's information, resources, energy, maybe even love and affection. That's just their natural uh, instinct is to preserve and to uh, hold on to and save and build up instead of let it go and trust that more will come back. Type fives might say things like, it doesn't bother me to be alone. I'm objective and reasonable. I don't get carried away with emotion. I'm a private person. I don't like sharing personal details about my life. I'm good at being thrifty and frugal. I've been told I'm condescending and insensitive. I'm in my head a lot of the time. I think through things before I act. I've been called a wallflower, an introvert, and a lone wolf. I'm curious and I love learning everything there is to know about a subject. Ins and outs. My husband, when he was young, even to this day, I shouldn't say when it was young, when something new comes into the home and it works, whatever that means. He is so curious about how it works. And it's interesting to see his little mind, his big mind, I'm making him seem like he's little, but his mind go to work as he investigates whatever it is. 
like I said, the key motivations for a type five is to be capable and competent. Anything that they do is in order to receive that. That's going to motivate them if they get to that place of feeling like they're capable, feeling like they're competent, being self-reliant, autonomous, to know enough and to have enough. That's their motivation. Choices they make will be a result of this. Key fears, though, that might make the decision for them is that they will be inadequate or that they will be incompetent, that their privacy may be invaded. So if you start to touch those, especially with a type 5, you get close to those things, whether it's they feel like they won't have enough or they feel like they might not be able to do something, they're not capable of something, they're going to make decisions from that space really, really fast in order to avoid those fears. The things that they need to overcome in moving through those fears are stinginess and selfishness, being timid, or this mindset set of lack where it's like there's not enough, you know, worry that there's not an abundance. It's not an abundance mindset for the type fives in their uh, nature. But with investigation of why that mindset is that way, with investigation about the truth, for instance, looking at your bank account and seeing what money's in there and looking at your bills and seeing what's in there and see what if there really is a lack. By, By using investigation, we can overcome these obstacles. And by overcoming these obstacles, those fears quiet down. For fives in childhood, some have experienced in the womb before birth that I am not wanted. There are fives who had psychically or physically intrusive parents who grew up in a very cramped surroundings. Their inner world was the only free space in which they could move undisturbed. Others experienced the apparent opposite. As children, they received little tenderness and intimacy. So either you got overparented and your mom and, and dad knew everything about you and were in your space all the time, or the opposite. They, there was very little in your space. You were left alone. Um, and so without that stimulation, stimulation was to go inside the mind. So their capacity to show their emotions and feelings was underdeveloped. I know for my husband, he's been learning the language of emotion and doing amazing at it. But it wasn't something that was innate for him. It was something that he, the logic just was his comfort zone. But life is experienced through the emotions that we have. Relationships grow and are fulfilling through emotion, not logic. So it was very important for him to build that muscle and work on it. I'm really proud of him and grateful for the work that he has done in that area because it's not something that men are often given the space to do. And in fact, it's been so interesting. He's been creating TikToks. So follow him. I think his name is Ultra Supra Mega. Every day he gives out little videos about emotions and and he actually uh, uses a little essential oil as a jump off point every day about learning about emotions. That's something that, that he did. So It's really fascinating. I'm really proud of him. He's done an amazing job in really building that muscle and being a place 
out there in the public for other people to see this giant motorcycle riding man have the ability to feel and understand and recognize and use his emotions as a powerful tool because it really is. Some considerations for growth for the type five is to remember that thoughts cannot create the life you want to live. Only you can do that. Your action creates your life. When you find yourself living in your head, come down into your body and make some tangible movements and choices that bring your hopes and ideas to life. The words you say, the art you create, the places you travel, the person your arms wrap around, the causes you give to are the things that create your life. Know that you are so much more than your thoughts and your opinions. No matter how much you know or don't know, you are loved and treasured for so much more. Fives, notice when you find yourself obsessively collecting facts, insights, or objects. Sometimes you compulsively collect. You're trying to fill in the emptiness inside you but your heart will not fill up by consuming things alone. A full heart comes from giving things away. You must give away your love. Serve. You must give away your effort. Serve. You must give away your energy. Serve. In order to feel full. Totally the opposite of what feels natural for the type 5. But when we investigate the reality in the world, we realize that we will get what we want when we do things a little differently, differently when we go out of our comfort zone as a type five, especially because the comfort zone is just inside, mostly in the head. And we need you to be in your head. We need you to be in your head. We need you to see things logically. Super important. So don't become something different just add to it this this other piece. All the types have this part that's maybe, you know, it's super positive. It's such a virtue to the world and to us in our own lives, but it's there's a vice to it. And so it's about bringing in and adding, not necessarily taking away. And that's what I think is so great about the Enneagram. I think I say that every episode. Fives, please hear this. You already have enough to live your life successfully. Confidence and ability develop by doing things, not by thinking things. If you want to learn how to surf, you have to get out in the water and try standing up on a surfboard. And then you have to try, fail, and keep trying. You are not expected to know how to do things before you start doing them. Your confidence and abilities in life will grow through practice not by knowledge. And fives, you were made with a heart that can experience love so that you can experience love. Relationships do not have to overwhelm you or ask too much of you. Learn how to ask for what you need and then learn how to give what the other desires. And see how it feels. It won't make sense logically, maybe, at first. Once that fear of inadequacy leaves because you're so full of love and admiration from within yourself and with someone else, it disappears. Or when that desire for privacy becomes 
you know, in balance where you definitely get to have your alone time, where you definitely get to have a boundary about being out of the spotlight or out of the of social groups, uh, you will find that that need for privacy gets fulfilled. And then you have room beyond that for something else. And you will also find that you do have enough. That emotion is always moving and growing. That includes love. Love is an energy. Money is an energy. They grow. They expand. So that's an interesting uh, experience for that may be new to a type 5. So type 5s may be triggered by scarcity, whether that's physical or emotional. Those kind of resources, they might be triggered when those get uh, threatened. And so notice your tendency toward hoarding and greed. And when those start to come up, you can say, first, acknowledging that. Acknowledging this feeling of wanting to just uh, take everything in, hoard it, keep it, make sure you have enough, and then recognize that. So just name that emotion that's happening in that moment. Do something for yourself. Take a hot or a cold shower. Go for a walk. Journal about this experience. Talk to someone. Take deep breaths. Notice where this experience is in your body. It's so strange for a type five. If we can catch it, that feeling of, oh, I feel like it's, I'm sinking, you know, this is, something's going on, I'm, what's happening, whether I'm incapable, whether someone's taking too much from me, whatever that is. If you can stop and say, where do I feel this in my body? That helps to bring us out of our heads down into our bodies where our emotions are stored and we can learn to resolve and get to the bottom of some of these beginnings of this these these thoughts that were created thoughts are super powerful if we let them uh, just exist without without understanding without support of the emotion behind it without connection and meaning without those physical sensations also eat a healthful meal get a good sleep, remind yourself that it's okay to be stressed. It's okay to feel incompetent sometimes. It's okay for you to feel like there's not enough sometimes. It's okay for you to want to be alone sometimes. It's okay for you to make a mistake and not have known how to do something correctly sometimes. You can also drink a glass of water, spend time in nature, and Give yourself a hug. When we wrap ourselves up in someone else's arms or even in our own arms, it triggers the nervous system to calm down, to send the chemicals into our body that say, take a deep breath and rest. Here's some empowered thinking. Remember that the motivating fears are, I will be inadequate and incompetent. My privacy will be be invaded. And I won't have enough, whether that's energy, love to offer, resources, time, all that kind of things. So an example of what a type 5's negative thinking might be is, I tried mini golf once and it was a horrible experience. I'm not making that mistake again. An empowered alternative thought would be, I've had one bad experience with mini golf. 
But this does not mean that all future experiences of mini golf will be negative. I don't know the future. It is possible that I could have a positive experience playing mini golf. Another example of negative thinking that might show up is, I can't believe I don't know the answer to that question. I'm so dumb. This inner critic stands up and yells in our inside ear, right? But an alternative empowering thought is, not knowing the answer to a question doesn't make me dumb. It just means I am human. And I am happy to be a human who's really smart about a lot of things. And one more empowering thought from uh, negative to empowering is, I know this is the correct opinion. Anything else is just stupid. This is an all or nothing, nothing thinking. And an alternative thought may be, I feel sure about my opinion, but I'm only human. I am not all-knowing. I will stay receptive to learning more because I know there's a possibility I am wrong. Some of those alternative empowered thoughts might feel really strange and uncomfortable at first because that's just not how it's been inside your mind. But with time, it builds that muscle and it becomes quick and it becomes a new normal. An empowering question for a type five would be, am I open to changing my mind? Am I open to changing my mind? It's almost a mantra that a type five can keep inside when they're moving through the world, when they're feeling incompetent, when they make a mistake. They could say, am I open to changing my mind about that? Is it possible? I'm not as incompetent as I think. I won't have enough money if I buy that. Am I open to changing my mind? And sometimes the answer can be, no, I'm not open to that. That is something really important to me. But it's just letting that investigator investigate every situation, not just ones it thinks it's already got an answer for. Use that investigative power to move into situations and discover new things, not just to confirm the bias that may already be there. Because that feels good to a type five, because then we're competent. Yep, we were right. Shoo, we, everything's figured out. You know, my husband, computer programmer, everything boils down to a zero and a one. And that is magical for a type five. There's either you're either on or off. It's black or white. And we owe our lives to his ability to work with a zero and a one. I would not want to change that at all. But living in a black and white world, he will tell you, that takes its toll. And so when you add new abilities, when he adds things beyond learning about zeros and ones, then it's like his world starts to feel with color. And sometimes that color is gray or muted. And then there's times when it's bright and vibrant. But that contrast is what is part of our human experience that is amazing. Again, it's that's the idea of bittersweet that we want to discuss on the podcast. Some amazing self-care for type fives for your heart or emotions would be to volunteer your time to a cause you care about. 
write a letter of gratitude to someone who has positively impacted you. Make a tissue paper collage, bring to mind an emotion you'd rather avoid, and contemplate it while you cut pieces of colorful paper into shapes and use glue to arrange them on paper. That may sound crazy for a type five, but when we use that artistic self, this is even like the maybe moving into that four wing we'll talk about in a minute. It uses another piece of our brain and you guys are great at using your brain. So let's use this part of the brain for a minute. That's creativity. And and that kind of helps our mind not just spin, but to open up new avenues for, for thinking. For our bodies, type fives, when you eat, give gratitude for all the people and nature sources that worked to get it to you from the farm or the field, all the way to your plate. Let food be a reminder of your interconnectedness with the world and how well you are cared for. That piece of food on your plate had all these people and animals and nature involved for you and you alone. And that's something for you to take in and to allow yourself to to take up that space in the world. Establish intentional rhythms of engaging with the world and then stepping away for some solitude and rest instead of waiting for energy depletion to scare you or surprise you. So maybe plan ahead. Investigate your calendar and see how that would work for you. Spend time outside connecting with nature. Notice what all of your senses are experiencing as you move through it and breathe it in. What do you see, hear, smell? What are things you can taste? All of those kind of things. It just kind of brings us in that present moment. And it's so important for a type five. For the mind, some self-care may look like speak words to yourself that encourage a mindset of abundance. I have enough. I am enough. Splurge on little things for your own enjoyment or benefit. Learn a new skill, social, physical, or otherwise. And embrace the process of stumbling and finding your balance. This process itself will help you grow confidence and capability. So try something new and don't be afraid to fail. She says in the book, and I'm going to repeat it again. When you start something new, you're not expected to already have it mastered. But somewhere deep inside the type five, sometimes that feels true. The type five has a wing, the individualist type four, who is again to themselves, maybe very introverted, um, but very creative and very artistic. And the type six, who is very loyal and looks to others. So where we can bring in some of that other kind of brain power from the type four that brings creation and creativity into the type five. We can also lean on the six, which is a loyalist that kind of looks outside themselves where an investigator will always look in. So we can kind of look at those neighbors, the four and the six, and learn those specialties from them and bring them into our experience. The core emotion for fives to overcome is in the fear trine that fear of not enough, that fear that they're incompetent. Do you see how fear maybe comes beforehand where the two, three, and four, the shame maybe follows? 
that's kind of an inter- interesting dynamic. Um, the five, six, and seven, their fear, their core emotion, maybe makes them stop uh, before they even begin, where the two, three, and four, shame is their core emotion to overcome. They might ruminate afterwards about it and never want to do it again or beat themselves up. So a little different there. And they're in the thinking trine. Their wisdom comes from their mind, which is great for the five. That is a very familiar. Their own mind is a very familiar place. The five at three different levels may look like when they maybe are egoic, very wounded, you could say. They would come across or or um, show attributes like non-committed, self-protective, disconnected, emotionally cold, avarice, overwhelmed, isolated. When they're on autopilot, when, when they've had enough positivity in their life, but they just are going through the motions, they might be more withdrawn, very objective or sober, stingy. They might be confident. They might have feelings of emptiness. And when type fives use their investigative powers to expand and grow, they can be enlightened and look very insightful. They will be full of wisdom and clarity. They will be a visionary type person, inventive and trusting. Now, what's really interesting about a type five is their vice and virtue are the same. Here's an example. Under enlightened, they are disconnected. Well, that was an egoic description of them as well. Disconnected to the type five in an egoic state will look like separate. There's big, huge boundaries, big, huge walls, disconnected from what's happening in the room, not being able to read the room very well, really disconnected from the people around them versus an enlightened person is just disconnected from what doesn't matter. I'll give you an example. My husband works from home, and sometimes when I walk into his office to do something, I overhear him on the phone. And he was having a a phone call that happened to be on the speaker, and one of the top people in the company was announcing that he was going to be leaving. This kind of was a little unnerving for people. What did this mean? You know, does that mean the company's going under? They had had some layoffs or a little bit before. So him leaving was not really great news. It wasn't something to be excited about. And you could tell that the company was being very careful about this announcement. You could just feel it in the air. I could feel the stunned of the people on the phone call, even from where I was. After a minute, when he made that announcement, my husband spoke up and said, and called him by name and said, hey, why don't you just tell us some things you're proud of while you've worked here? And I, I swear the whole phone call just took a deep breath and went, oh, because he was disconnected from everybody else's anxiety, because he was disconnected from what everybody was thinking, feeling, what should have happened, because he had that disconnection and he was within himself, he was able to not just 
move along with the crowd and let the feelings of the crowd take over, he was able to bring the conversation conversation in a new direction. And this this higher boss just started, oh, well, I really enjoyed this and my time here was so good and I'm just excited. I've just had this new opportunity. And it just changed the whole conversation in three minutes. The, the tone was just different. And that's the beauty of an enlightened type five disconnected person. They can be who they are. They don't just follow what the other person is. I Sometimes, you know, when someone else is having an emotional experience for me, particularly being a very sensitive feelings person, I feel what they're feeling. And sometimes that's not the greatest thing because now you've got two people having a hard time and I've had to learn to build the muscle of disconnection and letting their emotions be their emotions so that I can stand in and support them in my work. I've had to learn that. That's something that he naturally had as a gift. It was a virtue in his life, but has the very big potential of being his vice. So type fives give us that great example of virtues and vice are the same thing. When a type five interacts with the other types, a type five and an and a type one, they're going to really get into the philosophies of what's right and wrong. They might get into black and white thinking together. They might create an amazing business together because they've got this person that knows how things work and the person that's willing to do the work. They might be a great team. So ones and fives can work that way together. A two and a five, this is probably one of the most common in the information I received. This is a common pairing, which is me and my husband. A five sometimes, you know, in their own world, then the type two is such a helper to give. It's like this type five is knows how to receive, knows how to, you know, hoard, even whether that's emotionally, right? And then the two just wants to, has so much to give. So finally, there's like this, almost this empty vessel that just keeps allowing the helper to help more and more and more. And it's just so great. But both of them um, need to find some balance in that because that it's not good for the helper to constantly give and it's not good for the investigator to not give, to to just receive. And that's going to be a struggle for those two. The five and the achiever might have some friction. The The achiever wants to have these achievements, you know, that, that other people um, acknowledge and say are important, valid, enough. And the type five, they don't care what anybody else thinks. It's got to be inside. They've got to feel like they're competent. They got to feel like they can do something that they can, are capable, not just checking stuff off the list. It's, it's, it's deeper and more meaningful to a type five to achieve something where the achiever just wants to move on to the next thing and achieve. Achieve, achieve, achieve. The five's going to really pay attention and pinpoint to what they want to achieve and go for it. And then they're not looking just for the next. The five and the four are very similar mannerisms, very similar energies, the four is going to be very creative, not logical, the opposite of logical. They're going to be not illogical, just creative. 
They're just creative. And so both of those can work well together and teach each other some things about their their strengths. The five and the six, uh, like I said before, the investigator is very inward focused and a loyalist is very outward focused, maybe to both in both cases to an extreme. If they can really help each other grow by teaching each other their strengths, then they can uh, really be a service to one another. They, they have a lot of gifts to support the other person. The five and the enthusiast, the seven, might... Uh, the enthusiast is all about so seven is in the thinking trine but their thinking is very it's like how can i have fun the seven says or how can i make things exciting and the five may be a little frustrated at the seven especially because the type five looks to the seven when they are in stress, they may become and resemble the type seven. So a type five may all of a sudden look very goofy or silly, maybe even, which is perfect for a type seven. Sevens are funny and they're just lighthearted and they're, they can be the life of the party and they've got the joke to say. Sometimes when the five goes to tell a joke, it just falls flat. And maybe it's because they're anxious and they're just trying to be this seven and that's it just doesn't sound right because they're not so it comes off kind of goofy a little bit so they they might have some resistance toward that 7 because it's their stress type they can look to the 8 the challenger for growth for balance for stability so they can challenge those thoughts use that challenge energy to challenge those inner thoughts, challenge those feelings, challenge those, uh, all of those experiences in order to find the truth. And the five and the nine, uh, let's see, the five and the nine, those two might just cross paths a little. A peacemaker will, sometimes they're known as the chameleon, so they might, in a relationship, start to look very much like an investigator. And be in their own mind they they are maybe in more of their own body versus their own mind but they're they might be inward uh, focused if they're with the five because the peacemaker type nine is one that can or may lose themselves with whatever type they are but when this nine is is enlightened can bring peace and comfort and acceptance to a five that may be even overwhelming at first, but as they work together, oh, that peacemaker can can show love to that five and honor that five in a way that they've never been honored before. That is the type five, the investigator. If you are a type five, thank you for being who you are. Like all the types, all of who you are is important to the world. All of what you are adds to it to the world. And we don't want to get rid of a single part of you. We just want to transform a few things. We want to grow. We want to accept. And we want to expand on those traits that are innate. We want to heal those wounds, those fears uh, that were 
part of maybe our childhood and move to new places beyond the mind for you type fives. Next time we will do type six, the loyalist. We'll see you then. We invite you to the wholenessnetwork.com where you'll find the wholeness library. Inside, you'll find tutorials, downloads, mini classes, and all sorts of streaming content for you on your wholeness journey.